Welcome to the Scalar Learning Podcast, your central hub for all things related to education. Join us every episode for the most up-to-date tips and strategies on how to maximize student potential. Sit back, listen, and enjoy. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Scalar Learning Podcast. Hope you're having a great morning and a great week so far. I'm your host, as always, Huzefa. And today, once again, we are sticking with the theme of school year starting, what to do to make sure that it's very successful for your kids. I found this awesome article on Edutopia, which Edutopia is really, it's typically a lot of great resources for both parents and students. I love going there. I love checking out whatever they've got coming through the flow of articles and information. And recently they published an awesome article that's that's very pertinent given the school year's beginning. It's September 1st today. It is 19 questions your child's teacher would probably love to answer. I'm going to be talking through these questions also, maybe adding on a few. We'll see how it goes. Because I think this is really important. This is Today is all about how you as a parent can be more involved in your child's education, be more involved in understanding exactly the direction of your teacher, what they're trying to get out of your out of your child as a student, what they're try, what goals they have for your child individually. And I think that if you if you're able to form a solid relationship with your child's teacher, ask the right questions, glean the right information, it's going to be all the more effective for your kid. Not only that, it's going to be more fun. It's going to be more interesting and more engaging. So today we're going to go through these 19 questions that your teacher, you should probably ask your, your child's teacher, and hopefully you can take it from there. All right, so let's start. Number one, what academic standards do you use and what do I need to know about them? That's a great question. And I think that, truth be told, a lot of parents are unfamiliar with, with, for example, common core standards, particularly math. How great would it be if all parents understood and knew exactly what are the key core skills that are being taught? What, are the, what, am I, what is my child going to achieve proficiency in at the end of this year? Ask your teacher, and they may not be using common core. They may be using something else, but I guarantee you that every one of your teachers can give you a top-down, high-level view of everything they want to cover and moreover the skills that they want to work on perfecting with your child this year. All right, number two, how will you respond if or when my child struggles in class? Yeah, that's such an interesting question. So what what's good about asking this precisely? Like, what are you going to do if, if my child struggles? One, you'll get to hear your teacher's strategy, but the, the great part is you know your kid better than anybody. Now, if they plan to use something, some, some sort of a, a punishment tool, let's say, which I don't recommend necessarily, but let's say that's the case, but you know your child doesn't respond well to that. Now's your opportunity to tell your child's teacher, hey, look, 
at home, this is what we use because these other things, they don't work. That's my suggestion. And then leave it up to the teacher to try. So you're going to give them more information and more tools to deal with your child efficiently and effectively. Okay, number three, what are the most important and complex ideas my child needs to understand by the end of the year? Another awesome question. What are the big concepts? What's going to be tough for them potentially? Or what do you think is going to be tough for them? And guess what? If you know ahead of time what might be difficult, what might be tough, you can wait until those periods. You can plan ahead for those periods when they do come and maybe spend some more time on those concepts with your kids at home because you know they're going to be tough or hire a tutor at that point if you're able to do so. So these are all options. This allows you to anticipate and make sure that your child doesn't get stuck or confused at a certain point along his or her path. Okay, number four, do you focus on strengths or weaknesses? I think this is another great question to ask. Of course, teachers are always going to focus on strengths or weaknesses, but it really will give you an opportunity to learn how and also an opportunity to share your child's weaknesses or your child's strengths. It's just as important to work on weaknesses as it is strengths because when, and and vice versa, really, I think a lot of times we, we have a tendency to focus on weaknesses. But it's actually pretty cool because when you focus on strengths, you'll actually see a bit, uh, a more exponential level of growth oftentimes. I remember I took, we, we attended a seminar back when, when I was still working as an attorney, I think this was in 2011. And the example they gave was people who were naturally fast readers, when they actually tried to really work on their reading, their their reading went through the roof. It's sort of like we think that sometimes mistakenly, if my child's getting an A, then he's fine, doesn't need to work in this area. We need to focus on the area where he's getting a C. When in fact, the opposite can be true. If you focus on the area where your child's doing well and already excelling, they can really take off. And I think that's that's really important to make sure that your teacher understands where they're strong and how to keep them engaged, how to make sure that they're not getting bored in, in their stronger areas. All right, next, how are creativity and innovative thinking used on a daily basis in your classroom? Of course, creativity and innovation, I assume, are going to be a part of your child's curriculum. But this is a question to ask more just to learn about what's going on, what's happening. Maybe you can give some suggestions or, or add some input based on what you know of your child or the other children in that class. Number six, how is critical thinking used on a daily basis in your classroom? Same thing. Of course, critical thinking is going to be going on every day to some extent in different areas across all subjects. But now you get a chance to hear your teacher say exactly how how he or she envisions critical thinking going down and manifesting. Number seven, how are assessments designed to promote learning rather than simple measurement? This is this is kind of an interesting question. When I was reading this article uh, before doing the show, I think I think this has a lot of validity. I I don't know necessarily. I think a well designed assessment, of course is going to promote learning and oftentimes so you you have certain cases where assessments are pre-made uh, for example this this happens a lot with math curriculums you can have pre-made assessments and i can assure you that they will promote learning in the sense that i mean if you look at the the assessments or the tests 
they're going to motivate kids to prepare for them. I mean, th- that by and by of itself will make sure that they're learning, they're processing, and they're understanding what's going on, and it will show up to the contrary, if not on on the assessment. But that's that's the main purpose of them. But I think this is a good way to really again get to know the teachers' assessments and tests a little bit better to get some more information, so you have a stronger picture of what is going down in the classroom. Number eight, what can I do to support literacy in my home? Such a great question. You can now, if you ask this, now you maybe will have a better idea of how how much extra work your kid could be doing at home, extra reading. Maybe they have better insights into what your child is interested in. Maybe your school is using Reading Plus or Newsla or some of these other online amazing tools that promote and foster reading comprehension. So again, great, great, great question. Really, that's probably one of the one of the stronger questions. Number nine, what kind of questions do you suggest that I ask my children on a daily basis about your class? So cool. Another way to get you more involved as a parent, and now you'll have more targeted questions to ask on a regular basis to get your kids talking to you about everything that's going on in their lives and at school and whatnot. Number 10, how exactly is learning personalized in your classroom or in the school? I know that at the school that I'm teaching at, we have an amazing amount of customization and personalization going going on continuously, which allows for, which really allows for kids to stretch their wings and pursue their strengths. It's not always available, and it's better that you know if it's not available. There, there may be financial constraints or just personnel constraints that don't allow kids for customization. If that's the case, it's good for you to know because then maybe you can provide that customization or extra help at home, allow them to really pursue what they want or push in whatever areas that they're truly interested in. Great way to get intel. Number 11, how do you measure academic progress? Are you on a grading system? Do you review their papers and give them feedback? What's your system? What's happening? And how can you then look at progress and understand exactly where your child is, what the benchmark is? Number 12, what are the most common instructional or literacy strategies that you will use this year? Well, I think this is, again, along the same lines. You're getting a clear picture of everything that is going on in the classroom that your teacher, that your child's teacher is planning. So again, falls in line with a lot of the questions that we've heard so far. Number 13, what learning models do you use? Is it project-based learning, mobile learning, game-based learning? And what do you see as the primary benefits of that approach? You may not know what project-based learning is as a parent. Did an episode on it, so you can check that out. If you have the time or game-based learning, you may not have heard some of these terms. This is another great way for you to understand exactly what's going on, what your teacher is using, and what do they mean, and how can you maybe be more part of what's what's happening at school. And project-based learning, by the way, is so cool. We're doing a lot of great things at my school with it this year to get kids more involved and engaged and happy and excited about learning, where they can really, you, you learn actively. It's not passive learning. It's not sitting and and listening to a lecture continuously. It's active learning, which is so much more fun for kids, adults, for everybody. All right. Number 
14. What are the best school or district resources that we should consider using as a family to support our child in the classroom? Not only is this great to ask any teacher, but the best part about asking your child's teacher is they can give you resources that pair along with whatever tools and applications are being used in the classroom. So again, this is another way to optimize learning, optimize and and make the entire process as efficient and cohesive as possible. Number 15, is there technology that you'd recommend that can help support my child in self-directed learning? Again, it's great. There's so many things out there for self-directed learning, but why not hear it from your child's teacher who knows exactly what they're using, what curriculum is, is going to be followed this year, and hey, this resource right here is going to be perfect just for you. There's lots of stuff. Actually, so I'm doing something cool with my kids this year. I'm, design, I'm actually designing a self-directed learning module that's going to go right along with our class. And I'm going to go ahead and tell all my parents, but I'd love it if they would come and talk to me about it because I can explain exactly how to use it because I'm designing it. So I know how they can use it, how their kids, actually both can use it to, re, to learn or relearn the pre-algebra material. So absolutely talk to your teacher, find out. Number 16, what are the most common barriers you see to academic progress in your classroom? This is great too because some of these barriers could be interacting with other classmates, talking too much, not paying attention. This may be from the teacher's knowledge of your particular child or or just seeing lots and lots of classes come in over the years. Now you have more talking points, things to discuss with your kids if any issues arise. Hey, listen, it's really important that you respect your teacher at school. It's really important that you don't disrupt others because whatever. So now you can go ahead and ingrain that message into your kids' heads. Help the teacher out too. Make the classroom environment more conducive to learning for everybody. 17. How is education changing? I think this is, again, just about being a well-informed parent. There's a lot of initiatives. I talked about design thinking. We talk about project-based learning. We talk about responsive classroom. These are all new initiatives that are changing the way a classroom is run. And I think one of the big themes and principles is that we're moving away from the strict lecture-based paradigm, and instead now we're entering classrooms that are more engaging and immersive, but also more social and and I think for you as a parent to be more on board and understand exactly how things are changing is going to, again, enable you to support that education all the more potently. Number 18, how do you see the role of the teacher in the learning process? This can vary from teacher to teacher. So why not you hear exactly from your teacher how they envision their role? Depending on the teacher, it may mean you have to step up to the plate a bit more, or maybe you can step back a bit. I mean, it just, it's going to depend. Talk to your teacher, your child's teacher, and figure out exactly how they view the entire process. Finally, number 19, great open-ended question to allow your teacher to just open up, talk to you about anything. What am I not asking, but should be? Great way to end it. Who... You never know. We'll see who will know what your what your teacher will say to this one. But hopefully it'll let them think, uh, reflect and then say, oh, you know what? You should probably ask this or you should probably know about this because this is really important. Something we're doing this year, so on and so forth. 
that's it. That's it for today's episode. And if you guys want to check out these 19 questions, what I'm going to do is I'm actually just going to copy and paste them right into the show notes so you can review them yourself and maybe take them into your classroom and ask your teacher. You can check out the show notes at www.scalarlearning.com. Just go to the podcast section. You can check it out all there. If you have any questions or comments, email me at huzefa at scalarlearning.com. Would love to hear from you. And make sure to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't done so yet. That is all for today. Thank you guys so much. And I'll see you guys next time. Take it easy. Scalar Learning. Give me that scalar learning.